0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Glory to God, amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Amen. Y'all have y'all uh, had a good new year? Thus far? Amen. Praise God. I thank God for a new year. Amen. No matter what happened in the past year, you, you're still going forward. You're still going forward. Uh this month we've been talking about X Expectation. Amen? Or you can say hope. You know, several uh, several months ago we ministered uh, during the month about hope. And the definition is a a confident expectation or anticipation. You know, that is when it's from God is good for, you know, Uh, But uh, hope can also be not good, depending on who the source is. But we want the what? Good hope. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about this morning, good hope. And uh, if you'd turn with me to, uh, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 4. If I can get my... tablet to co- cooperate with <laughs> with me. Romans chapter 4 and let's start in verse 17. Romans 4 17. Okay. Uh, you know, knowing as we the children of God we have access of good hope or ex you can like i said expectation we must know work and deliver that expectation to them who have no good hope or are without it for their benefit and for ours so let's go ahead and look at some ex- expectation the sources the works and the results that it produces Uh, in Romans 4 we see this good hope is an expectation that's from God when there's a good hope and I explained this a couple months ago but if you weren't here I would do a little recap good hope the source of all good hope is God God is the author of of everything that's good and perfect god's will for you it's good and it's perfect amen the bible talks about the good acceptable and perfect will of god uh, in another place in romans and some people think god has three wills. no that's not what that means god does not have three wills. he does not have a will that you say well i I choose the acceptable will it might not be perfect but i choose that no, that's not what that means. What it means is that when you receive the will of God, when you get what God is saying in your heart, it'll be good. It'll be just good. It's kind of like you go to that, you know, ladies, you ladies, go shopping, you know, you go to that place out there. and You, you see that dress <laughs> or you see whatever it is, you know, and you go in there and you, you say, oh, I like that. That's acceptable to me. That's, that's agreeable to me, you know. And then you go on, on in the dressing room. You try it on. You say, ooh, that's good. That fit just right. <laughs> that's good. And then you kind of look at the price. And you say, that's perfect. That is perfect. I'm going to get it, you know. But see, that, that good, acceptable, and perfect described that one thing. It met all the qualifications of it. And God's will for you, it's good. It's acceptable. And it's perfect. And so the hope of God fits in that same category. Amen. Hope, like we said, an expectation. An expectation. Let's read uh, in Romans 4 17. As it is written, I have made you a father, speaking of Abraham, of many nations. Before him who is God, whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth or makes alive the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Who, Abraham, this being Abraham, against hope. Against hope. Wait a minute. See, right now I'm saying Abraham against hope. What hope was that? See, there was another hope out there trying to work in Abraham. Abraham and Sarah. Abraham was 100 years old. And God had promised them what? A child. You hear any stories about that today? Like that? 100 years old man and a 90 year old woman? You know? You think any 100 year old men or 90 year old women got any ex? expectations or any desires for a child. They might. I'm not saying it can't happen. But that ain't the what? We say it ain't the norm. So Abraham here was dealing with something that wasn't the norm. But he was also dealing with a God who does impossible things amen who doesn't consider the norm so that the norm of the world or the norm of people was not to expect anything even close to having a baby the part about making him don't even expect it Abraham was fighting against something so it says here who against that expectation of what his flesh was telling him what the world was saying see that world's got an expectation for you right now they're trying to program our children in schools not every school but a lot of them telling them if you god made god made you a boy you can say no that ain't who he made me he made me a girl or if you're a girl, and vice versa. All these things, or that, you know, you can just go ahead and kill that baby in your womb. If and Now, if you've, you've, you've uh, had an abortion, don't, don't feel condemned, because God's merciful. He's forgiven, and when you bring that to Him, guess what? God makes all things new. He forgives and shows mercies. And he'll take the pain of that thing away. Amen? And, and you being him, if you're watching, you, you, you receive Jesus in your heart, or, or maybe you already know him, one day you will see that child in heaven if you're with Jesus. Amen? And God won't even bring it up. You know? But the world has an expectation. And it is not good. And if you're not in this word, you don't know that. So you're just biting everything, the media, the news, and everybody's putting out to you all these talk shows and everything. But if you don't know what the word says, you might be participating in a hope that's going to lead to destruction and death. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right or good to a person. But the end thereof is death and destruction but Abraham he knew somebody amen so here in verse 18 who against that expectation of the world or what is flesh saying you know you got pain in your body and it's telling uh oh you're gonna you're going under you know you got through the last time but you're going under. see that's an expectation that the enemy, remember I talked about those thoughts, trying to get you to think on, trying to get you to concentrate on and get it and graft it down into you where you, that's all you think about. See, he's trying to give you a bad expectation, a bad hope. But Abraham, because he had a relationship with a true and living God who called him friend, It said, who against hope believed in hope. It almost sounded like, well, that's kind of contradictory. You know, he was against hope, but he believed in hope. He was against the expectation of the world, but he had a hope from God. That hope came through a promise that he might become the father. God even changed his name to Abraham Abraham which meant the father of not just one child, of many nations, many peoples, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not, at the promise or you can say he staggered not at the hope that God gave him when he spoke it to him God's speaking things to your heart you know He said, well I ain't got no hope you got a hope but it's depending on where it is and who's the source of it and if your hope is telling you you're going on there you're not going to make it you need to connect with another hope you need to go against that hope and begin to switch to the hope of God. Amen? And being fully persuaded, excuse me, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what, ha- what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Has God ever done anything for you? If he is, then you can say, He'll do it again. Amen? Uh, Go with me to 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2. Let's look at verse 13. God's hope is good and it's supernatural because the fact that God speaks to us that's a supernatural thing you know whether you hear an audible voice which don't happen a lot it's rare you know or you have an unction on the inside or you're reading it in the word or you're hearing it preached like you're hearing it now or taught it's supernatural you know They're professors in in universities uh, teaching Bible. And the people in the class don't get nothing. Why? It's just literature to them. But when the anointing of God is on a person and they're speaking those same words, guess what? A supernatural thing happens. Something is released and impart it into the hearer amen he in isaiah 50 says he opens my ear morning by morning he opens my ear to hear the king james says as to learn but another translation to which the word means as a disciple and what did jesus say go make christians no he said go make disciples those under the discipline and the study of amen So, uh, in 2 Thessalonians Thessalonians 2.13, let's start. uh, um, Let me go to another translation I want to read. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. We always have to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, for you are dearly loved by the Lord. He proved it by choosing you from the beginning, for salvation God made a choice for you before he ever created anything he knew your name knew the color of your eyes length of your hair amen your height your build amen your thought processes he designed and purposed you before he created anything He proved it by choosing you before the beginning for salvation through the Spirit who set you apart for holiness and through your belief in the truth. To this end, he handpicked you for salvation through the gospel so that you would have the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, glory's in you. So then, dear family, King James says brothers, but I, I when I'm reading the King James, I change it to family, because you know uh, in a lot of places it say you know men, but it's talking about men and women, so I change it to family, you know, so I don't want to leave the ladies out. Amen. <laughs> Y'all listening? Okay, okay. So then, dear family, stand firm with the masterful grip of the teachings. We gave you either by word or by uh, 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 word of mouth or by our letter. Now, let me let me okay. Let me change change over to another translation. I want to read a part to you in that verse. Verse 16. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God even our Father which loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and what? And what? What kind of hope? You mean hope has kinds? Yes. Good hope through what grace? You know the the traditional definition of grace is unmerited or unearned favor, which I said to God. I said, God, what does that mean? That don't mean. I mean, I know we don't earn nothing, but what? You know, it's God's ability, power, provision, blessing, and supply to for you to be, to do and to have whatever he's called you to be, to do, and to have, amen? It's God's ability, not our ability. We can't save ourselves, you know, but by the grace of God, we can't even brush our teeth. You say, yes, I can. Well, there's some people who went through some stuff, they can't even lift their muscles. It's only by the ability the grace of God and it's a supernatural thing. Good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish you or establish you in every good word and work. God gives us hope by His ability, by His grace so that we can be Establish, establish. That word, established there. Let me give you the definition of it. it's. It's to set fast. You know, like concrete, it sets fast. It's set in a a a, a form to uh, to turn resolutely. How many of y'all made New Year's resolutions? I'm not talking about resolutely like that. It's talk about something that's firm, that's set, that will not be deviated from. And God wants us to, to get like that, to be confirmed, to be established. Amen? To be established in every what? Good word. Guess where hope comes from? Good hope comes from a good word the word is the promises of God amen when we get in this word when we begin to get in and allow God to by his grace to make deposits in us not just head knowledge I'm talking about intimate things in the heart where God is opening up things to us and showing us things not only about him but about ourselves a lot of times we 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 think we're getting all these things about somebody else. You know, sometimes that's called uh, criticizing or judging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But God wants to speak to us concerning ourselves. But He never speaks condemning to us. When God speaks to you, it's for life. It's for good. It's to give you, a, 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 and I think Dr. Steve talked about this the first, uh, first time, about to give you an, a good expectation for your future, which tells you the devil telling you ain't gonna make it, say, uh uh-uh. God's got a good hope for my future. So I got, God's got something ahead for me. I ain't going nowhere. You a liar. Get out of here. Amen. But God wants us. To establish us, turn to uh, 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 Colossians, just a couple letters back. Colossians chapter two. Then we're going to look at some more about this establishing. Verse. Let's start in verse five. You dare say amen. Okay. Paul says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit. Join and behold in your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord." So walk in him. Verse 7. Rooted. What is, you know what rooted mean, right? You know, you ever had a, 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 a strong weed to go up in your yard and it's coming out almost like a tree? And you didn't pluck it when it was little and then you try to go pull it when it's grown up further. And it's like, oh, that thing's rooted. This means you just can't get it out the normal way. Amen? Rooted and built up in him in christ and what established in the faith established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving god wants us to be rooted and as we're rooted we're established in his purposes in his plans amen Because God's got a plan that he's causing us to walk out. When we try to do our own thing or go our own way, you know, which I've seen people do and I've done. You know, we get off course with God. And usually when we get off course with God, things don't go right like they usually do. I mean, some things happen even when you're in course with God. But those things always work together for what? God's churning it for good. It's just the enemy coming in trying to say, hey, you off course, or you doing wrong? Look at what you must have sin or whatever. You might not have done any of those things. It's just the enemy coming in trying to stop you from establishing what God is doing in your life for you and for... That was weak. For you and for you know what we gotta get an attitude you know we gotta get an attitude number one of gratitude but also an attitude of that you know what I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me we can't go around weak. You know, if we're not, we're just going to sit here like those four lepers. They were at the gate, and there was a famine in the land. In the book of Kings, you can go read about it. You can find out where it is because I, I, I ain't going to quote to you uh, chapter verse. But, you know, they were there. There was a famine in the land, and the people were starving. They were eat, eating donkey's head and, and dove's dung. How many of y'all know what dung is? when that bird dropped something you know but anyway they were eating that you know and it got so bad and there were four lepers which they were not allowed inside with the regular population and there were four lepers there you know and they're starving too they can't get in can't have no fellowship you know they feel alone you know and how many of y'all ever felt that way man can't make no friends and you know it ain't that you can't make no friends the Bible says if you want friends you got to be friendly but anyway you know nobody don't want to talk to me and, and I really don't want to talk to nobody that might be part of the problem but anyway you know they're there by themselves you know and all of a sudden one of them gets a bright idea they say Why sit we here until we die? The enemy's got food. You know? Maybe if we go over there, they'll they'll be merciful to us. If not, we're going to die anyway. So why sit here with the expectation and the knowing that if we do, we're going to what? Die. So why sit here with two and die? See, another hope start rising up. God breathed something into it. See, that was God. He said to go to the enemy's camp. That was God. Because he had a plan. They're right in the midst of, the, of his plan. Lepers, at, uh, at, you know, leper, as leopards. He said, well, I'm going through something. How could God be using me? How could God use me if I'm going through something? Because he's God and he got a plan. Amen? And those lepers got up and they started walking over there towards the enemy camp, not knowing if they're going to be killed or they're going to get shown mercy. But they started off on the journey. God had prompted their heart and they started off walking, you know, as lepers. Some of them probably missing a few parts, you know, but they got there. You know, however they got there, you know, they went unashamed because they're already at the bottom you know sometimes that's, you're ministering people in prison you know there's a prophecy came forth years ago that said some of my greatest end time war is going to come out from behind the wall why because they have been to the bottom people don't think nothing about them think their trash throw them away and when God says something to them they'll go ahead and do it they'll think well it's better than where I am He's been good to me. He got me out of here. You see what I'm saying? But they went on their journey. You know? Not knowing, just like Abraham did when God spoke to him to leave his family and go on a journey. Not knowing where he's going. They went. And when they got there, all the enemy had booked up. Y'all know what booked up mean? They ran. They They got out of Dodge. They left. What happened? God made four lepers walking towards the enemy camp sound like mighty armies coming to, to, the, uh, to destroy them. Four lepers. God made sound like mighty army. And all this food and stuff was awaiting them. They start partaking of it. You know, all these nice clothes that the enemy left behind, jewelry and everything, you know. they they having a party. You know, oh, hey. You know, they're having a party. You know? And then all of a sudden, they got another bright idea from God. We shouldn't be selfish. We need to think about those who didn't even want us to come in. See, that's forgiveness. You know? If anything that can block a hope or a promise of God, it's unforgiveness. You know? Selfishness. Just thinking about self and the way you want to do things. You know? And I said, you know what? That's right. And it went and took the news to those who wouldn't even let them in. And those people got relief. Amen? Because of four people who got a hope from God against the hope that they were expecting. And see, Passion Church, I'm talking to myself too, we need to get that hope. God's trying to give us a hope. But if we Sitting around here like, Well, you know, I'm fifty years old, or yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I ain't got much to go, you know, so we just go every Sunday and you know do our normal duty, you know, sit and listen to whoever gonna be there, you know God wants to give us another attitude, an attitude. A victory and attitude that we can do all things through Christ don't matter my age don't matter the color of my skin don't matter my social status how much money I got in the bank or how much I don't have in the bank don't matter that is looking for hearts that will open up and receive his hope and are willing to serve him for others so let's let's get our attitude uh, that wasn't even in my notes but I just felt pressed by the Lord cause you know what we get this attitude where we just ho oh, 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 and we miss what God is wanting to do God said I can save by many or I can save by few God can start a revival in this region By people least unexpected to start one, but they got to be people who have a hope, an expectation. Turn with me to uh, to First Corinthians, First Corinthians, uh, chapter thirteen time is vastly running out one day we won't have to deal with clocks but praise the Lord there'll be time no more the word said but until that day (laughs) praise the Lord so a good hope an expectation is an expectation which is from God supernatural and good and it will establish us but it also a good hope will abide in you amen it will persevere or or it will endure to the time the set time of fulfillment amen first Corinthians 13 uh, verse 13 and it says this and now And it's talking about, Paul had just come off talking about love. And really what I just got through talking about was love, about getting that good hope, that attitude, not selfish but for others. See, love is not selfish. You read back up in there and it'll it'll tell you that. Uh, uh, But it's now abides faith. Faith is a firm persuasion, conviction based upon what you've heard. Amen. And and hearing from God, the word of God. Now by faith and hope or that expectation and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. A hope, a good hope from God will abide. Look at Abraham again. You know, God gave him the promise early on, but he didn't get it. When he was 75 when God sent him out, or 86 when God renewed the promise, but he got it at a hundred years old. You know, we pray for something sometimes, and if it don't show up five seconds later, we're like, oh, oh, God must not have heard me, or I must have great sin in my life. You know? Or or you know, I guess I ain't spiritual enough. God not looking. For somebody with I mean he loves great faith but that that's not his his requirement he's not looking to see if you're super spiritual you know I tried that it didn't work you know hey he's not looking at you except for is there a depository is there a reservoir Is there a vault where I can deposit my hope and it is locked up and treasured and and watched over and believed on that it will come to pass in the fullness of time? And when we do that, that's called abiding, dwelling hope. There's things, I know there's things, in your lives that God has spoken. I'm not talking about some piece of dream you had. I'm that, talking about what God has deposited in your life. Spoken to you. Either through the word or, 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 or by prophecy or by, you know, uh, 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 just an unction he's given you. A dream. A dream that he's deposited you might have given up the dream, but guess what God hadn't given up on it God wants that dream to stay in you for you to lay hold of it go to Hebrews 10 and and we're getting ready to close At verse 19. Having therefore family, it says, brothers, but family, boldness. It takes boldness to see the things of God come. Because you know what? When God gives you something, guess what? Opposition is coming opposition is coming. You know? Jesus told a parable about the sower. And he said if you understand this parable or these principles you'll understand every principle in the kingdom. And the Bible said the sower sows the what? The word. Or the hope or the promise. And it said immediately you know the files are there or the enemy comes. For the words say amen he comes to get that word he'll bring persecution he'll bring cares of the world everything but when it's sold in a good and honest heart that says you know what it ain't about me it's about the one who's in me and i'm yielded to him and you know what he said i believe that good and honest heart it'll start it'll hold on to it bring begin to produce something but Having therefore a family, boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus, by by a new and living way, consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the family of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us do what? Hold fast the profession of our hope without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. Amen. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and the good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some but exhorting one another as so much the more as we see the day approaching for, for we sin willfully after that we've received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin but a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries It says, hold fast. Get a hold of this thing. Don't let your hope go when you get a hope from God. It's a good hope. Hold on to it. But when you have that hope, it's just not for you. You know, God promised you, He said, I'm going to make you wealthy. Oh, man, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to be in Hawaii. I'm going to be all over the world. I'm going to do all this. You ain't interpreting the hope right. You're not interpreting the promise right. God, don't don't mind if you do those things, but Jesus came and laid down what he wanted to do. He said, Father, in the Garden of Gethsemane, is there any way that I don't have to go through this? But then he immediately said, nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. God's after a harvest. And he puts a hope in our hearts for the harvest. Yes, we'll get blessed in it. But our hearts desire and our hearts focus needs to be about those others that he's thinking about. Amen? And see, he said the way we do that, we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You know, since COVID, a lot of, a lot of churches have lost a lot of people. You know why? Wrong hope. They had their eyes in the wrong place for the wrong reason because if their eyes was on him no matter what was going on they would have kept their focus on him and on the purpose on the goal saying you know what it ain't just about me if i go i'm gonna be with him anyway but if i'm here i'm gonna press through i'm not gonna let covid stop me i'm not gonna let sickness and disease stop me i'm not gonna let uh uh, not having enough money in my bank account you know what uh uh in Africa they'll walk the church miles and miles and miles and sometimes at the threat, threat of losing their lives in some places but we sometimes in this place who have been blessed with so much we forget God because we're so concentrated on the blessings that I got oh man look what I can get look who I oh they got that I'm going to get that too You know, because I ain't going to let them outdo me. Because our eyes are in the wrong place. But I think better things of y'all because y'all are here. And somebody else might be not here for a valid reason. I'm not saying that. Some people that right now, they have to watch online. And I'm not trying to criticize. But you know what? There's a harvest out there that's looking for a hope. All the hope they see is just stealing, killing, and destroying. And so if I get killed in the process, well, big deal, because I don't expect to live past 20 anyway. That's why they go in and do those things. And sometimes the people who think they're safe, think it ain't going to affect them, because that's them over there. Them over there is the people that God's trying to reach. And sometimes when them over there and these over here who think everything's is comfortable and nice, we're doing it good like they did in Jerusalem when Jesus had told them to go into Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the world, they were sitting there in Jerusalem just cooling back, you know, just preaching to one another. And then all of a sudden, persecution arose. And then they started scattering. But... When they scared it, they start doing what God had told them to do in the start. Stop thinking about ourselves and thinking about the other. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word.